1: Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate. David's Smith now. After Black Come on!
0: Than in the wind. It would look Everything I've said is true, it's real. Financial bosses? I like put those here to test our faith. A damn lie, I, I saw them on my own eye! Did I just drop sharply while I was away? We did an illusions, man! None of it is true! I'm not insane. This is mass madness, you maniac! In God's name, you people are the real thing! We are the illusion.
1: Welcome back to the Deep Share Podcast, everybody. I'm Andy Rouse, and here with me is my homie, Scott White. Uh, we're just going to shoot the shit, and it's going to be one of those kind of Friday nights.
0: How's it going, Scott? It's going well, because uh, the house isn't on fire, there's no floods, there's no famine, and I've got cold beer and, and water to back it up, so I'll be peachy.
1: Damn right. That sounds you know, perfect.
0: Balance. <laughs> balance. It's-
1: Labor day weekend too. So this is pretty cool. I didn't even think about it and I have Monday off from work and I was like, Holy shit, like long weekends as a parent, as an adult, like it's just so much more enjoyable, like in my thirties than it ever was before. I fucking love it just because there's more time like to focus on home, which I feel like I'm never at home.
0: (laughs) It's so unfortunate projects especially when you got kids you know yeah man it's it's tricky you know but props to you like i saw your potato harvest and like (laughs) i know you're you're working on it you know you're trying to do your own thing which is it's vital these days because uh you you don't want to have the learning curve when you need it you know what i mean like you you want to get that the mistakes out early
1: that's a good way to put it yeah i keep thinking about that more and more because as much as i have learned there's so much more that I don't know. And that's why, like, I'm, I really, I told my wife too, I want to start talking about it more on the podcast um, that we really are absolutely dead serious looking for a fuckload of land right now. Not just us alone. It's not like we're rich as fucking can do that. We're pretty poor, (laughs) like we're still trying to get people together because we're willing to sell our house up here in the Northeast where everything's, fucking way overpriced and we're looking down south where the weather's better there's Mm -hmm. it's a better zone for growing food you know there's just a lot of opportunity it seems so we're looking into that big time right now and it's still a long-term plan but that vaguely is the plan is to get a shit load of land with a good good group of people
0: yes people uh there was a guy. Uh, oh gosh. What was his name? Um, something. Michael, Michael Rupert. He Sounds was in uh, he was in this documentary called. Um, oh shit. What was it called? Um, it was about peak oil. Essentially. It was about uh, the, the bell curve of oil production and where it was going to be the collapse is what it's, oh, called. Okay. it's a documentary called the collapse. And it came out in 2009 and Michael Rupert was talking about that stuff. And um, he was just like, yeah. So, you know, um, there's a finite amount of oil in the ground, allegedly, you know, I mean, I've, I've heard some hypotheses that parallel it to, to a, a, a slowly produced substance. Um, mm-hmm. so it's hard to say, cause I'm certainly not in the energy field or anything, right? There's the internet is the internet.
1: So, <laughs> yeah, true. <you> know, <laughs> I, yeah. That is an interesting one. Um, the finite versus slow, you know, constant source of energy because I mean, we always want to jump at any opportunity where the elites are lying to us about something epic. You know what I mean? Cause a lot of times it seems to be true,
0: you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, especially when you, you're able to mitigate how much education people have, you know what yeah. I mean? So it, it's, it's really buyer beware when it comes to education because like like dude and Goodwill Hunting said, like your entire education you got at Harvard, you could have gotten for sixteen dollars in late fees at the local library. Right. So
1: <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think I'd appreciate that character more these days.
0: <laughs> it's a good movie, man. Oh yes, That's, it is. <laughs> that it it's got some hang time on the value for certain. Mm-hmm. Um, what's uh your what's unimproved land look like? By the acre up there, because down here in the, the Lancaster County area, of Pennsylvania, it's about 20 grand for an improved or uh... up here,
1: man. I, I couldn't tell you right off the top of my head. We could look some numbers up for sure, though. Um, I know that what we were looking at recently down in Virginia, just mm. to give some perspective, okay. like I'm, we're looking south. So um, we found 18 acres for 15 grand. And there's a stream through it. It's right next to a nice body of water, like a lake or something like that, or a pond. Uh, Yeah, 18 acres where there's three legit lots with just a fuck ton of forestry around them. So it's like minimal construction work needed to be done on the lots themselves to begin with. It's pretty nuts. But I mean, of course, there's nothing there. So (laughs) we're bare bones, like looking to possibly build off grid, off grid. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But what we're running into is that every reference on the internet that we're finding is either like fucking architects that are building their own dream homes with all their money that are wicked off grid and self-sustaining or We're finding forts that I made in the woods when I was a kid next to a construction site, because it's like just anything, these hippies find, And they're like, totally. And it's like, all right, my wife and I are both trying to find like a balance between those two. And it's difficult. So I don't know anybody listening that sees anything or hears anything remotely. Like I'm talking about, I'm looking for a real, way to build a house you know that's not i don't know it's it's crazy i don't know
0: depending on how you want to play it so um i li- used to live in this place called Yelm Washington way back in the 90s and uh, it's it's by olympia if that's any indicator to anybody out there who doesn't know
1: mm-hmm. and
0: uh there's a, there's a lot of people who were of that mindset even back in the 90s and so i met people who were living in a yurt like yeah, above ground, canvas, you yeah. know, wood stove fireplace, like three people up in this uh, like 25 square foot circle. Guess, <laughs> yeah. roof. Like And Washington, Western Washington gets cold in the winter times. Oh so. yeah. I used to live uh, in Oregon. I know. <laughs> I forgot, man. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're fellow PNWer.
1: I love, love the Pacific Northwest and I miss it, but yeah, it gets fucking balls cold out there. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah there's something to be said for spending your childhood in a rainforest.
1: yeah and you know that would be some serious benefits to that for my son i'm sure but at the same time and it's it's weird because it's not that i'm trying to give him some sort of like normal quote-unquote childhood he ain't gonna have one with me and my wife his parents but it's like i don't i don't also want to like rob him of of anything and i i don't know if That's my path, you know, not to say that it would, but he loves technology. And as much as I know, there's some creepy threats out there within technology itself. I strongly feel like those of us who like, honestly, have always used the technology as tools, not as extensions of ourselves, Mm -hmm. we'll forever have that right. We should be able to build tools that we can use, you know, to our benefit and, you know, I don't know. I'm rambling at this point, but all I, all I mean is that I think we're, we're looking for like legit earth ships, like that kind of thing. We just don't like how they look because they're everything that people make. Again, it's like insanely rich mm-hmm. or very creative.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it's when you have a family it's a whole other paradigm you know like if it's just if if it's just one dude like you can do whatever like nobody cares like you can live in a tent under the highway it's yeah
1: i almost did many times like there's times i did
0: (laughs) (laughs) couches couches can be served you know absolutely yeah people do these things um that's rad man so uh
1: so yeah what have you been up to man what have you been up to uh, what have you been thinking about lately
0: i've been thinking so the the disclosure thing's kind of taken a backseat for science for me lately i've uh since we've been sequestered for the past couple of years more or less i spent a lot of time watching like different ted talks and stuff mm-hmm. and um some of them are really interesting There was one i watched about this foodie who um was he was doing this ted talk on Favois, which is and he went he talked about this goose whisperer dude have you seen that one no i have not seen a like, goose whisper that's sort of like, like it was this um this new york jewish dude he's a cook like top tier cook guy and he goes to i want to say it was like spain or somewhere up in that region and there was this this dude who planted everything that the geese liked and he was observing their them in their natural environment and doing what he could to make them happier and So he had a certain number of geese, but like there was uh, things that would make these things so happy, the geese so happy that when other geese were flying over, they'd come down and land because they'd see his geese. And so it was perpetual. And you noticed that like he didn't like the way that they didn't, they shied away from the fences, you know, electric fence and he had it on the inside and he switched it to the outside and then they were fine. Um, he was talking about the favoie which is like uh, this fat that forms on the liver when they gorge themselves for winter and a lot Mm -hmm. of people have beef with it but dude wasn't like force feeding them he was just giving them um, the best opportunity that they had to consume what they liked he's like i know i tasted pepper in it he has fucking pepper plants all over the place you know and so he's (laughs) he's seasoning this shit through the natural means that's beautiful it's (laughs) it is the most efficient way to like go with the current you know and like you can divert it a little bit go left and go right and whatnot. right that's, but that's like- the idea to be uh with nature not just fighting against it with concrete and rebar and all that shit like right you know if i had the money i'd love to live in it like fucking hobbit town or something everybody's Absolutely. got their shit in the ground you know
1: yeah and like it complicates things like with, with children and everything, but because like, yeah, just me and my wife, I'd, yeah, a year it would be fine. We'd figure it out. You know what I mean? Be a plenty fine, but that just complicates things with more people. But man, like the future's looking very interesting where with all the amount of ideas of different forms of independence popping up all over the place, I can only imagine what this country is going to look like in 20 years, like just the physical landscape of what. Cities and everything looks like if it all becomes consolidated the way they wanted to, like mega cities with just nothing on the outskirts, just dead towns. I wonder where that'll lead.
0: For a hot minute, I was really concerned about how China had all these like cities that they had built, you know, with no people in them that were vacant. And then, like, we're going like a couple years back and I'm reading about the, uh, you know, um, new world order agendas and shit. And I was like, what do you mean population centers? And there's vacant cities here and I'm just drawing lines. Like, this is not cool. Dude. But fortunately they decided to start blowing a bunch of that shit up. So
1: yeah. What the fuck?
0: I don't know. I guess <laughs> I, it, it's weird. Like, so I guess because China had established, I, I'm just speculating here. I'm no kind of, you know, <laughs> uh, authority on, on yeah. the matter. But if, if you have businesses and economies that thrive on construction and new development, because that's where you think you're going, but then you don't have people who could you know, to yeah. pay that shit off. Like, it's yeah, I guess that
1: could be it. They could have just run into like, they probably did one bad idea, but they multiplied it by like all those towns, <laughs> man. Um,
0: wild stuff, man.
1: Yeah. That's pretty wild. So yeah, disclosures taking a back seat. That's probably a good thing because you've been exploring all kinds of cool shit
0: lately. So yeah, like I've already accepted uh, the potential that there's other life out there seems pretty obvious to me. You know, and I've had, so once they start talking about people, you know, other or people from other places that look just like you and me, like it, it kind of changes the paradigm for me to a degree because like I'd go to Costco one time I was at Costco with my wife and kids and uh, I see this dude staring at my daughter in a weird way. Like dude was platinum blonde. He had like a crew cut, you know, and he was a slim build. He was about my height, but he was just like staring at her and smiling at her. I was like, he was making my trigger finger itchy. I didn't fucking like it. Like, you know? (laughs) And so I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then like, he walks off and I I'm walking around the corner of where the, the meats are. And I see, and with his wife and two kids, right? And his wife is also like platinum blonde with long hair. And there are two kids, a little boy and a girl, long you know the girl has did he platinum, have long hair, hair too like no hit, the boys okay, had was crew short. cuts and the girls hair were all long but they were like all platinum blonde and there wasn't shit in the cart except for them and they were already in the back of costco <gasps> like, you don't get to the back of costco without picking up a 20 dollar item or something like that we are works. doing human things how are you <laughs> you know and i'm like like this is fucking weird man and it, like and and in his defense, it could have just been some people who were, you know, blonde or whatever. But it could always be someone from Sweden. You never it, know. <laughs> it was weird. It was just. It was just one of those little. Your stomach says like something's up, you know. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. like oh, I know maybe I don't. Yeah, so I'd like to follow Jeez. the the billions of microbes in there that want to stay alive. So. <laughs> you know. What yeah, I mean?
1: man. It's, that's a fucking wild experience, dude. I've never had anything up close like that. Like a, something that gives me pause like that. That's intense. Yeah, man.
0: it wasn't heebie-jeebie or anything. It was just like, like, I'm gonna. Is he gonna try and grab my kid? I'm gonna have to smoke this dude in Costco and spend like ten <laughs> grand and court fees or something. Like, you know, like it, he was an alien. People grabbing happens, man. Like, dude, yeah. There's tons so... of footage
1: out there. Of that shit. It's terrifying. You know when they catch, like they circle the door opening in the back and everything. Oh, yeah. it's all so creepy. I hate it. I yeah. never paid attention to it. Obviously, I think that's that's another huge thing about this whole situation we're in that we're so divided on so many issues. Uh, not to say there aren't some shithole parents out there. Obviously, there are, but I would say a bigger contingency of the influencers are the ones that either don't have children or are professing to a world without children. You know what I mean? It's uh, that's the core of it, obviously, but it's so hard to speak because I know a lot of people that don't have kids and I'm not saying everybody's like this, but the ones that don't, that I know there's a lot out there that just kind of have this apathy that I remember having before being a parent. And I think that plays a big role in everything that's going on. Obviously It, it just, it's weird seeing it up close and personal, you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, And as far as influencers not having kids and stuff, like if I was a younger guy in like my mid twenties and and had managed to hit the bubble for that kind of thing and had oodles of money rolling in off that, like uh, my attention probably wouldn't be on that department, you know, but then there's dudes like Ashton Kutcher who, you know, actively takes a role in trying to, you know, stop, trafficking things like that that's true that's true you know there's there's all shades of gray
1: yeah what do you think about that that's a totally different topic but it's interesting these like we we have so many conversations about how like celebrities in general like across the board it's all part of the same sort of situation every time you see them they're acting and like it's just a theory but i like to play with that Mm -hmm. and it does it, it bumps right up against the fact that you have people like Ashton Kutcher that may, or people that get kicked out, I guess you could say, but do we trust that either? It's so weird. You know,
0: what do trust you think is, about that? I think trust is really hard to earn and really easy to lose. So true. If, you know, like I don't necessarily know, I do not trust Oprah, frankly, or, <laughs> of course uh, not. or like, <laughs> the majority of Hollywood. And uh, there was a dude on um, New York Patriot. He's, he's got the occult rejects. And he was talking about something that I considered before was how we only see this public face on a camera, you know, Mm -hmm. and we have no idea what these people's home lives are like, or, you know, what their proclivities are, or, or, you know, if it's someone you want to hang out with or not, like we, and we build up these stories based on the, the films we like or who they portray. So it's
1: all the patterns we see.
0: Yeah, well, patterns and symbolism and stuff do a doozy on the mind, don't it?
1: Oh man, yeah, yeah. One way or the other, it's pretty wild. Because, like, you know, I do Sync Tank with Andreas Exertus. Scott was with me this week. It was great. It was such a fun episode. It's always fun. And some of the synchronicities that these guys have been talking about on Sync Tank are just blowing my mind across the board. There's just so many that I've never considered, and to the point where it's like. Something is absolutely going on in consciousness here on this planet. And it's undeniable when you see all those crazy examples, but you, there's no, there's no finger to like, you can't point the finger at anything or anyone, you know what I mean? Like, and it's weird how conspiracy theories kind of feel the same as those. And it's like, where where is the line blur like where is it nature and consciousness and where is it contrived by humans you know what i mean Mm because sometimes they blend so it's so bizarre what do you think of that
0: i uh i'm a firm believer in the hundredth monkey effect right yeah so you right like for the listeners who don't know uh the reader's digest version is uh japanese scientists are studying monkeys and they feed them sweet potatoes 99 of them are washing their sweet potatoes and the hundredth one starts washing the sweet potatoes and on an Island adjacent to it, other monkeys start doing it just like that, right on their own. Right. And so I, I suspect, and, and the I'm inclined to think that uh, when we have like these six umbrella corporations that control most of our, our television media yeah. are able to put out certain things to feed into the minds of billions of people, or excuse me, millions of Americans. specifically here right so yeah um so that information affects them and you know you're getting way more than 100 you know because everybody's got their flavor but it's all got some sort of slant to it you know whether you like democrat or republican so
1: oh of course yeah
0: you know so when that happens um then then it's interesting because it seems so very often that well people say that art imitates life but it the reality of it to me seems very often that the, the opposite is true, that life will imitate art.
1: Dude. Yeah. It's like the universe is winking back at us so often. And a lot of it doesn't make any sense. And I asked the guys on Think tank one, one week, I was like, what does this mean though? Like we were talking about Kubrick and, you know, a lot of people know a lot of cool, crazy, weird coincidences and synchronicities about Kubrick. And I had heard some, but holy shit, we were just like going to the, going to the depths, man. And I'm like, what does it all mean though? Like, what does, what is, what is this suggesting? And the overwhelming idea amongst the group was that it doesn't really have to mean anything. And that is something, I don't think that's all there is to it, but I do think that that is an important point about it in some way that, uh elucidates more about consciousness or whatever the hell's going on here if that i love that
0: word sense. by the way elucidates fantastic Elucidate. it's a good it's a good sounds name. a
1: little bit like illuminate so we might have some some ears prick up good good pay yeah. attention prick those yeah. up because that's language that's root language right there like those phonetics yeah. lumen it comes from the moon oddly enough so it's like
0: I i i really enjoy when you're getting in on the box saga stuff because the linguistic (laughs) stuff is really interesting to me like um english language is super fucky super fucky like are we talking about i i or i right you know what i mean exactly And then beyond that like i'll i'll be in conversation with someone and then i'll have a little micro epiphany about something i was talking to my dad one day about um Wanting something in it really he's like, now you desire it. And I was like, desire, desire. I was like, son of a bitch, it's spelled just like desire to unfather, like to not to not create, to not have. And I was like, motherfucker, dude. You know, that's great. I
1: never thought about that one. Desire, desire. Yeah. Wow. Like you
0: sire your children, you know, you create them.
1: Right. You right. don't
0: have, you don't create. So wow, that's wild. Yeah. I didn't know that one. I didn't either but- until two days ago.
1: Yeah. And you, you know, we talk about all the different eyes, you know, and then when you think of it, considering box saga, it's, it's pronounced E and that sound is, I guess, associated with God or the source Udin, but it's also associated with the male penis. And it's also associated with the North pole and Polaris. It's, it's wild. All these different associations, and it's beautiful here in like the the real Bacchus, the one that know, that knew Eeyore Bach and studied with him or under him. The way they go into all those details is just nuts. We're just doing our best to bring little bits out as we can. But those dudes, man. Whew.
0: What's dope is um, the, the, the oratorial history, you know, like when yeah. things are passed down word to mouth, like tribes in the Amazon that never had contact, but they've got legends from, thousands of years ago that you know still pertain and you know oh, how'd you find out about ayahuasca well the plants told us right you know
1: it's a beautiful story and i've always what do you think that meant what do you what do you think that is uh, do you think that was a tribe that was already doing it without drugs
0: and <laughs> was in touch so all right so i i, I used to watch i still watch some movies, but not nearly to the extent that I, that I used to. And there's this old uh, movie called a man called horse. Have you seen it?
1: No, a man called horse.
0: Good movie about white dudes playing, hooking up with like native Americans and stuff like oh, uh, interesting. Uh, on par with little big man in quality. Wow. Right. Okay. So a man called horse. Uh, he, he, he gets accepted in and he gets, he's uh, to do this thing called the sun dance. And what the sun dance was, is they had a large pole. They had ropes coming from it, and they put pieces of wood through under his pectoral muscles and his chest, and he just leans back. And you stay in this state of leaning back in agony until you <sighs> fucking go into a trance and you go out. Oh my god! Because your body can't take it anymore. You're, you you know so you ordeal on out. Yeah, that's what and, kind of
1: uh, Herman Hess talks about. Ordeal being a, a path to God too.
0: It's yeah. terrifying.
1: Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, no, that's just the whole thing of the movie that you know I wanted to break out. Like so. You know, uh maybe having a fucking jaguar chase your ass down in the jungle would have a similar effect, <laughs> <you laughs> right? You know what I mean? So Dude,
1: yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I've been really thinking about that a lot because I, I've heard many perspectives like, well, that was demons, well, that was angels, whatever. I just or that was extraterrestrials or interdimensional aliens telling them to do it. But when they say the plants, it really does feel like it was it was like a natural communication, almost like they were just in tune with everything, like you're saying, you know,
0: they're they're in harmony, essentially with their environment. Like they that's they use what they have around them and, uh, you know, natural medicine and stuff. And
1: There's an internal language. And it's weird, too, that like our DNA is scripted out in like some form of a language like that always really weirds me out. Have you looked at that? Like our DNA and, and how it's, it's filled with like prepositions and random half sentences and all kinds of, I mean, at some points, yeah, yeah it's like, no, I can't remember what the quote was, but it was like all these grammatical and mathematical, uh, linguistic properties of, I mean, maybe I'm going a little too, too much with saying that it was like doing sentences, but like, I can't, I, I wish I could remember the quote, but that it was so complex, the combination of letters and numbers that I guess they use to map the genome. I i don't know, but it's just, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> I lost Uh, it. I'm blowing your mind with with like misinterpreted, like bad, badly translated science.
0: Well, half truths (laughs) are still part truth, my friend. Sure. You know, (laughs) Uh, i'll try
1: to find the article afterwards to show you what i was talking about but it was But you were saying about
0: how it's it's an internal language like it's encoded within our our very core in each and every cell right yeah
1: yeah i think but, that's yeah
0: and there's like a 99 similarity between the human and the banana or the human and the fish right I mean, as far as the dna goes or something to that effect
1: probably so, yeah if i, I recall assume. i mean well, it's
0: from science and it's not like science has ever been wrong before. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> science is always wrong. And that's the whole point. Like that, like literally well, like on a long enough time scale, every scientist has pretty much been wrong on some level. You know, even if they got a few things, right, they got a lot wrong and other scientists had to come along. So it's really never been about that. It's yeah. weird. We have to, I think it's a convenient thing to do in this slow moving dense time that we're in in consciousness because Mm -hmm. science can stay true for a long enough time period you know what i mean if we had much much longer time period lives maybe we would look at scientific discovery differently i don't know yes
0: i i I would say so i mean ah geez so (laughs) i mean how do i put it so if uh, <laughs> I, it's befuddling it's befuddling yeah, yeah it's,
1: man i've been just well, like all over the place lately not even sure what i've been wanting to dive deeper into because like i've had been so interested in the language stuff that it's kind of i've been seeing that in every category i look at kind of <laughs> so maybe that's where that whole thought came from but
0: well, that's the truth, man. So I was on a, I was on a Twitter space the other day mm-hmm. might've been yesterday. And um, someone was talking about how like uh, repeating numbers, like angel numbers and other people have experiences with have experiences. Let's just call it an experience. And then they start seeing numbers all over the place too. Mm-hmm. And um, there for me, I don't ever remember seeing a Pontiac G6 on the road until I bought one and then they were fucking everywhere. Right. You know what I mean? So like once you become aware of something, you'll start seeing it more often. So if you were to consider that maybe that there are people not necessarily from the same rock or from other places within layers of this rock that are around, maybe you'd start seeing them more, Mm. you know?
1: Yeah. It's interesting as a younger person, I always, like many scoff at the idea that if you pay attention to the paranormal it would pay attention to you and you know skepticism doesn't work
0: it's like Mm. well yeah that's
1: the biggest cop-out ever and it's so bizarre it still is to this day to to acknowledge how opposite it really is that whatever you give your attention to is what's going to persist but also whatever you ignore right i mean my friend Lindsay from Rogueways pointed this out to me one time she was i said something like that and she kind of came back with with like well also think about all the things you ignore they will persist until you face them i was like wow okay yeah cool so both those statements are true so it's paradoxical of course
0: the anyway, uh yeah sorry man like not all uh, good uh crash goblins are around <laughs> and so i'm i'm trying to keep it professional closet <laughs> professional uh go on up thank you and uh so oftentimes like i was thinking of what, what you were just saying and when it comes to people ignoring things especially when it comes to things that irk people about other people like is it me or is everybody stepping on everybody's sentences. You know what I mean? And, and oftentimes these are traits that we have within ourselves that we don't necessarily want to look at. And once you start digesting that and owning it, like, you know, Oh, maybe I, maybe I'm not always a nice person. Maybe sometimes I am a dickhead or right. whatever. I know I'm a dickhead. Oh, me too. Know? Yeah. So
1: my wife tells me too, sometimes she, you know, she, my grounding point <laughs> yes it's
0: yeah. good they're, they're there to, to, to help us with that if you get a good one you know yeah right um, exactly and it's important to admit you know when you're wrong i suppose would be a good way to put it you know what i mean because uh i mean i'm on my second marriage so that means i've been wrong before and i'll probably be wrong again at some point so <laughs> that's okay it's okay yeah, to be wrong because it's an point. opportunity to learn you know and that's the right. uh the most painful and or expensive lessons are the ones best learned
1: yeah. yeah oh man yeah my wife and i were on a string for a while where it was like every time we came into a good amount of money for whatever reason or we saved a lot or something had we're like wow and we like would acknowledge it we must not have been in a in the right place energetically because it's like immediately a necessity needed to be met that was unexpected like oh the car this or that and suddenly it's like oh well yeah good thing we saved all that money <laughs> and now it's so it's like you have to try to put the smile on (laughs) like look a positive thing happened
0: there's they collided uh, (laughs) there's this this company called despair inc and uh they make these things called demotivational posters oh yeah yeah uh, i remember those they're so great there was one it was this giant picture of an ice cream it's just, just you know remember just when you think you've found all your problems, remember that you've only seen the tip, like it can <laughs> always be worse. You know, there's this beautiful bouquet of French fries in a red container, you know, symbolic of something in particular there in McDonald's mm. and it said, you know, because not everybody gets to be an astronaut. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm comfortably in the middle. Like, I think if I were to be frozen for like a couple thousand years, you could call me not sure. Yeah,
1: that'd be fun. For those who haven't seen Idiocracy, you need to go see it. It's like, at this point, I think it's a classic. Probably came out in like 2009 or I don't even know. It's pretty old now.
0: Almost a documentary at this point.
1: You know, I was saying that it started out as a documentary and now it's a horror movie. (laughs) Because it's like, it's like, did you ever see, this is one of my favorites. Um, have you ever seen Into the Mouth of, or In the Mouth of Madness? Mm-hmm. Sam Neil. That's a yeah. John Carpenter movie. The ending where Sam Neil is just insane and he's cackling and laughing, watching his own misfortunes on the screen. Yeah, that's what that feels like, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. oh. Do you read, uh, oh God,
0: what, what was his name? Do you read? something Hutcher, he sees you or something oh what was it he sees you I don't yeah know. with the dogs familiar it's the it's from it's from the in the mouth of madness do you read sam oh, oh, oh yes yeah. sutter kane
1: sutter kane sutter
0: yeah. kane because he sees right. you yeah. yeah
1: that was great. yeah do you see it it sees you oh man that movie's yeah. so fucking great all the those movies i think in the mouth of madness kind of doesn't get talked about often outside of movie nerd dumb you know what i mean but like in conspiracy land like that movie is super interesting because it's all about this guy manifesting all these dark nightmarish fantasies in this one he even creates the town around him which was incredible like oh man i gotta go back and watch that shit
0: (laughs) how lovecraftian was it too right yeah it was almost like an ode to lovecraft
1: right yeah because he called them the ancient ones or the old Uh ones or something
0: that shit's constantly being referenced man like hellboy like all the old gods out there frozen in crystals in space and shit dude you
1: know and i think about it like just to play with it in terms of the box saga and god becoming this term used for the the northerners that were coming down from all these different areas or to all these different areas. And so it's like, if those are the old gods and all of that is being pushed into narratives and in movies and everything, and it is, Oh my God, it's all about the old coming back and taking over, which is really bizarre. When you think about the other angle to all the messaging, and everything we see from the elites and what they're literally doing is this new or this new way in this new world or this breaking away from all the old. I don't know how to make sense of that yet. And I think there, some people will just fall off and go, ah, eh, they just make chaos for you, man. It's like, ah, no, no, no. This is organized. They're not creative enough for this. So, you know what I mean? What do you think of that?
0: i think there used to be a world for world order and i thought it was empire
1: mm, you know? Yeah, how essentially
0: about that? so the english Where'd had that one the ottomans had one um shit i don't know man there's a lot to it but i just yeah i don't get it like it is
1: like a you know how we had this whole archaic revival talked about in the 80s and 70s and everything and it's slowly coming back i think it involves like the psychedelics becoming more accepted and everything but like who is someone orchestrating the archaic revival is is the old way coming back about these is this the 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 hidden elites is that what i'm what me and my friends and everybody who talks about box saga is unknowingly slowly bringing to light or something (laughs) i wonder
0: so uh I don't remember who was talking about it, but somebody had mentioned, like, why is it I'm watching, like, the History or Discovery Channel and I'm seeing shit like swamp people hunting alligators and <laughs> Alaskan like, naked, truckers naked and afraid? And mm-hmm. uh, not that these shows don't have entertainment and, like, back pocket, uh, anecdotal survival information value, but oh, right, yeah,
1: survival.
0: You know to 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 push that so much on tv you know like don't get me twisted like i've been on that shit for a hot minute I mean, oh we all it. love it right behind me you know
1: yeah i see it nice <laughs> so, gas mask I like
0: it. <laughs> we uh yeah it's gonna do me no good with all this yeah you got to so, shave
1: in the apocalypse oh fuck that noise dude
0: <laughs> I did it honey like... grab my norelco
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> man but uh so like what it what if, what if um, there were to be as, as a mental exercise to say that this is the same thing that r- repeats rinse, wash and repeat over and over again throughout mm-hmm. history? Like you have groups that become more techno- technologically advanced and then they gear up the rest of them to fucking start all over again. Like, hey, you ready to go hunt some alligators with a spear? Right. Okay, good. Because you're going to need that shit. You know, and then they take off and they're fancy dancy stuff and then something bad happens and most people survive i don't know
1: yeah maybe it
0: almost tastes like the time machine where the you know the morlocks went underground for a real long time then came back up and started eating the other ones
1: right and we already have lots of underground uh, tales of of you know the people like the mayans being i believe saved by the ant
0: people or was
1: i don't maybe that wasn't the mayans I'm going to screw i, that I
0: think i want to no. i, I want to say was. that's accurate like that uh, could be i want I to say that sometimes but um,
1: but yeah we have the stories of these underground peoples that like saved the ones on the surface from calamity at certain times it is mm-hmm. interesting there's so many different angles to play with at this point i mean here we are in a time period where things are clearly being revealed On one level, like access to things are becoming easier for better or worse. I don't know why. I don't know why, you know, Um, we got the government pushing fake fucking disclosure. I mean, to a big degree, it's obviously fake. So I'm not sure what's what they're trying to get ahead of necessarily. It's just we're literally living out. The individual digging up all of his old traumas. Like we're literally doing that as a species, it seems, or at least in this country. But I wonder, as you say, the cycles, how many times have we maybe done this before? And yet we all went back to dust and the pyramids were buried and everything. So like, I don't know. Do you think we're the first ones that are going to be aware of what's going on? Or do you think even that's part of the cycle?
0: Uh, I would say it's, it's probably part of the cycle so like anytime you want to fix a problem you first have to acknowledge there is one so if you're starting to become cognizant that there's some hanky stuff going on Mm -hmm. that might be part of the development it could also i mean because i don't know like the earth's really old and i think it would be pretty cocky like oh yeah we're the first ones to fucking see that shit you know what i mean
1: yeah no you're right yeah it's just i the reason why i ask and why it's a a hot topic in my mind is that um, to think that us getting everything revealed or something uncovered is going to prepare us when all the old way, like if we were here at one point before, why could we not, you know what I mean? And maybe this ties into the traditional, not the one I accept, but the traditional form of the Atlantis story, like it fell from the inside out and we really had an opportunity to, to save ourselves, but it went the other way. There's gotta be some truth. There's always truth in urban legends, right? I don't know.
0: Well, there's, there's always opportunities to save ourselves. Like, Mm. you know, I could have quit smoking 20 years earlier, but I didn't, you know?
1: Yeah. I could have (laughs) just not become an alcoholic. Right. Yeah.
0: Or yeah. Yeah. Pick it, (laughs) you know? So like, you know, it's a matter of, of decisions but but also we we tend as humans in my opinion to to make uh, the best decision we can with the information that we have available so if we don't have good information available like i don't know let's say like 1950s nine out of ten doctors smoke camel cigarettes because they're the best for you right Um, (laughs) science hi uh
1: yep you know
0: science so um like the toilet paper shortage. I have a, I have a family member who works for um, I want to say it's uh Safeway and Albertsons. And he was telling me that the the toilet paper shortage was entirely consumer manufactured because people were just being told by the, the magic speaking box that there's going to be a run on toilet paper. You're not going to be able to get it. You better go out and get it while you can. And people weren't pooping anymore than they were normally, you know? So <laughs> when there's nothing on the shelves oh we need more we need more and charman didn't budge good on them you know they were like no we're not going to increase production we're just gonna keep mm. it up and and it all balanced out but it seems like there's a lot of poking and prodding and testing on the on populations in general at all times yeah. just to see
1: social scales yeah yeah
0: you know we could what we could we talk about do. the big one for the past couple of years but you know let's, yeah. let's not
1: no i don't i don't like to usually um but i mean it's always in context of what's happened in the past couple of years obviously it's hard not to avoid that anyway because it's not necessarily a bad thing that's happened in my opinion uh well i mean relatively speaking with the information i have right it's like yes we wouldn't be talking today i wouldn't have done any of this you know my wife wouldn't have done all the things that she's done it's it's unreal what has happened over the past couple of years to everyone save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger less than five miles away or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. For better or worse, right? It can yeah. go one way or the other. But what it's gonna do, this was that was the turning point, it seemed. Like maybe it was the start of the rollout of the new of the you know, the new world order. But mm. maybe it was also, you know, the the moment where we coalesced into like I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say, but I feel like there was a lot of good in the past couple of years that came about because of all the bad.
0: Well, sometimes you need to have a shadow in order to see light. You know what I mean? Like You got to be in Plato's cave staring at the fire and shadows before you can crawl outside and see that there's a lot more going on. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, some of the uh philosophy stuff that I like in that regards is that you know old young Alan Watts talking about the two fish, you know mm-hmm. so it's not necessarily that one's bad, you know right. I mean the lion's not bad for eating the gazelle or the spider for eating the fly. it's just part of what is. And so yeah. it's a matter of um, being able to, I guess survive long enough to pass on your genes and then teach that to the next generation too, so that they don't get all fucked up about it. But teenagers have to go through what they have to go through. And 20 year olds have to go through what they have to go through. And so when my teenager left, I called my, well, when my teenager became a teenager, I called my mother and apologized for my teenage years. Right, like, mom, I'm sorry. I was such a shit. Like I know it must've been something. So <laughs> sorry about that. And I a good chuckle.
1: Yeah. My wife and I joke a lot about how much karma we have coming at us in that department, but you know, we've, we used to say that, I mean, maybe it's inevitable to some degree. I mean, kids are kids, no matter fucking what, and it's part of becoming, you know, an individual, um, regardless so but we always used to joke that because we were i was such a shithead and my son was going to be like so rebellious and it, it turns out he's really not but it's also because we're so aware of of our own bad behaviors from the past and how we want to parent differently and what we know now as a culture you know compared to what our parents knew oh my god and that must happen to every generation but maybe it only feels different or special to us. I don't know. I was having this conversation a little while ago with my wife about the difference in the leap between all the generations that we remember in the past century versus the leap for us and our children. And again, it might be the ego, right? Not just mine, but just me in the culture in this generation feeling special, right? Cause it's from my perspective, but at the same time, I don't know. I look around and I have always asked myself, if I had a kid, why does it feel inside of me that I won't be teaching him almost any of the same lessons that my father taught me and that his grandfather taught him and so on down the line. And those weird confusions in the past few years as a parent have kind of become more clear of what that meant and it does seem like the world is changing so much that even the things that our parents taught us are almost going to be not relevant like and maybe that's how far into the uh indoctrination you allow children to go vice versa. I don't know. Am I making sense? I'm kind of all, no,
0: definitely. No, 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 not at all. No, I, I'm following your train of thought concisely. Cool, so cool. Um, it used to be that everybody had horses and only rich people had cars. Now everybody's got cars and only rich people have horses. Right. And so, mm, wow. When, <laughs> when your great grandfather was doing the daily thing, feeding the horse and, you know, moving the poop and stuff. That was just part of life and now now you know how to change your oil you know how to change your tire right like so there is a definitely a paradigm shift that goes on you know and so when we came up in a a transient stage i want to say because we weren't entirely analog but we're not nowhere near where we are right now and certainly not where we're gonna be right for whatever the fuck that's gonna be um like like uh my dad I want to say it was like the fifties, late fifties or sixties. Dick Tracy. Remember Dick Tracy? Yeah. All right. His big deal. He had a two way radio and a wristwatch. I have this. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't even have to uh, say
1: what that is anymore for those that aren't watching. (laughs) They know exactly what we're talking about. (laughs)
0: Let's say in 400 years, there's technology to go back and forth through time and someone comes out and they're holding this and you, and you're talking to a Mayan, like how the fuck do you interpret this without a frame of reference? You know what I mean? Right. So, but as far as being able to like teach your kids stuff, like there's always going to be stuff that you're going to be able to teach them. That's going to be beneficial. You know, there's always something that's going to care for because of your proximity to the, you know, the change. Yeah, uh, As far as I'm concerned. That's yeah, yeah, of.
1: absolutely. Yeah, no, it's that we're going to, we're going to, it's almost, it feels like w- we are destined to learn and teach almost simultaneously in our generation with the world as it's, especially for maybe it's people like us where we're outside the lines mm. and we're not just going to become this infantile. They're going to do everything for us, which kind of has always been going on in this society it's just never been to this extreme so it wasn't obvious so we're going the outside right we're we try to go away from that as much as possible and that being said it's like we're gonna face a lot of different situations than a lot of our generations prior to us you know what i mean
0: yeah uh especially if whatever this disclosure kerfuffle brings out if if nothing else it brings out technology that's been worked on behind the scenes that wasn't that didn't have an infrastructure to back it up right if it does come up now it's it's going to be a bigger paradigm shift than the internet by far whatever it, it is you know what i mean right and that's pure speculation
1: yeah i mean that's kind of how i feel that it will be something to that degree it'll be like quote unquote, all dreams coming true kind of technology that won't be slow rolled anymore. He'll just be like, yeah, it's come to like a crescendo point almost where it's, I don't know. It would almost seem like, I don't know. I guess I'm thinking out loud back and forth here because it's like, on the other hand, the elites always want something to dangle in front of us. So giving over that free energy will never really be a thing under this Government or paradigm, you know what I mean? So, like, what would they possibly like? That's the thing about the UFO community, man. Like, listen, just give us the technology and shut up about all your blah-blah-blah, like all these infighting and and the politics and the the talking heads. And it's like, they're not gonna give technology to you, you're gonna get it just the same way you have for the past 50 years. So, yeah, I guess I changed my mind on that. Like, yeah, there is not gonna be some like free energy point given out, like. I, I I don't know what kind of evil parasite fucks like we're dealing with would ever be able to gain in that situation. I don't know.
0: Not not free in any um perhaps free without some kind of currency exchange, but not free in regards to it not costing you anything. Like you're gonna have to do something for it, like whether it be take an RFID chip or right. you know just be like well okay I won't own anything but I get everything and all I have to do is go to work every day and you know they get to dictate how I live my life or I could go live and fucking hunt alligators you know what I mean? <laughs> right <on the> outskirts. <laughs> so, yeah so
1: do you think they um, would allow for even a so maybe they're just like what would they do with a group of humans a large group the majority that buy their their agenda get everything they're asked to get uh, skip forward 50 years, 20 years, whatever they uh they got chips all in them and they're all hooked up to every social media thing through their holographic interface, whatever it becomes. Right. Like just how does, I don't see any end game in the elites plan in that case. And in that case, we kind of have to look at it from almost a totally non-conspiratorial perspective because I feel like they do have an end game in, if you do look at it conspiratorial, right? If there's shit going on and there's some group of elites that have been around through generations somehow or whatever that is, like a, a, a thing passed down through the family or something, uh, there's gotta be some end game. They want to get to, right? I don't know. What do you think?
0: What, so if you the end game, what if the end game isn't so much like a destination, but more of a sustainability of their position?
1: Okay. Like an undeniable unwavering.
0: Yeah. Like we're, we're the Pharaohs from here on out and you're going to fix the robots and we're going to, Hunt some of you every year, or whatever the fuck they get off on. Ooh, ooh, nice. You know what I mean? So, do you
1: think we'll go back towards? So I say this, I've been saying this often lately that it's like the the agenda has been esoteric and hidden, occult for all this time in this civilized newer world of America, the old world seems to have been exoteric where everyone knew they were under the thumb of a kingdom and they were shit. If they were peasant, you know what I mean? It was not hidden. It was out there in the open that this is the monarchy. This is the royalty. This is over you. Yes. And are we heading, will we, do they want to get back there? Do you think that might've been what happened? Like they lost control because of that, but they want to make it so they don't have to hide anymore.
0: I don't see why not. So <laughs> if you were to just look at the, the state of the national debt, whatever the fuck that is, when you got a bank that just prints money out of air,
1: Fucking right.
0: you know what I mean? So <laughs> when it, it's serfdom, it's, it's surfed like Absolutely. You, you know, um, but you know, the, personally I, I'd almost rather just be working outside doing shit than be stucking in cubicle hell. Like that's of course. You know, and so oh God. It's it's a it's a, it's it's a not an easy scaled away kind yeah, of thing. That's okay, true. You know, it's true. Um but yeah, they they love it, dude. They, you know they, I mean they're all they still essentially do whatever they want to do like um uh like epstein wasn't really one of them but dude ended up making a lot of money and having money and doing a lot of well doing whatever the fuck he wanted to do on Mm -hmm. his private island and private properties and i'm sure that's not a isolated case you know just on statistics
1: what do you think about the theory that epstein was a created character and i know that sounds pretty bizarre maybe for some listeners even but just the idea that some of it was kind of creepy how like the island was filled with like paper mache temples and shit like that and like nothing was real or anything on the island that was kind of weird did you hear anything about that
0: I did not like as a creative character. So
1: like, not as in he was CGI necessarily. I'm sure some have gone to those extremes and maybe believe that, but I'm just, I've heard it proposed and I don't necessarily completely disagree with the proposal that whoever the fuck he was, this, he played a, he played a part, he played a role persona. Yeah. That needed to happen for some reason. It's weird i feel like i need to take psychedelics and like look into all the conspiracies that are going on right now i feel like i'd maybe get like a couple extra dimensions on something like i'd come uh, back and be like it's the lizards
0: that uh, i've never i've never had one of those all the way breakthrough things i've had some cool experiences but never like uh disappearing or or or, or merging with other stuff but then again, most of the time, my eyes have been open when I've taken them. I usually do it at night because it's, you know, it's the time I enjoy to do it around a campfire, mm-hmm. outdoor nature settings and stuff.
1: I'm right but, there with you.
0: But uh, I laid down last time I did it and uh, I closed my eyes for maybe 15 or 20 minutes and just chilled. And that was a little different than, yeah. than usual. Yeah. Like it It was like because um, so when you close your eyes for I think it's like five minutes like steady anyway your brain frequencies start to change anyhow and so when you compound that with something that's going to have communication between places that don't usually get communication maybe there's some some other stuff happening there well, that's but that was a sure. little more fun maybe i'll go to a state where that stuff's legal and i'll i'll play around with that again <laughs> you know because I, I would never advocate for anybody to break laws or anything like that it would just be silly
1: right sure yeah. and uh or it takes like ai don't i don't recommend it necessarily to anybody no you know, no especially if you have intense.
0: uh you I've know got a lot of unresolved issues Oof. sensitivities or you're not securing yourself it Self, it, if you're an insecure person i would absolutely recommend you not do it until you start digesting some of that stuff personally. oh yeah
1: it's so heavy. And no matter what it is, it's going to be heavy. But I did find that um, and I heard Terrence McKenna say this, of course, after I had done my first trip. Um, it's the only reason why I was listening to him was trying to figure out what the fuck had happened to me. Um, but he said um psilocybin seems to be really easy on beginners, mm. and I was like, wow, that yeah, hits home that. because my first trip, I literally felt like I was in Alice in Wonderland, I was in childhood bliss, absolute wonder uh, revelation, oh, yeah. after revelation after revelation after revelation of like the world was a lot, like everything was perfect. And you know, I came down tears rolling down my face, you know, everything was absolutely amazing. Yeah. And then I try to take it like three days later and I guess psilocybin tolerance is pretty intense in certain cases. Mm-hmm. And I barely tripped. So it was like this low, low, not a micro dose, but just like a about to go, about to go forever. And it was the most anxious, like anxiety-ridden, horrible feeling the whole time. But it was easy on beginners. But it made me feel like the second time around was a like a negative learning experience rather than a blissful. You know, it's almost like the mushrooms invited me in and then gave me the lessons afterwards.
0: Come in this dark room. I want to show you something. Yeah, it's beautiful in here. Check it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Stay a while.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And then suddenly. Um, (laughs) I saw Joe Rogan uh, do that at, at DMT, the Spirit Molecule documentary years ago. And I was just like, that's something I'd love to try in like a clinical setting. Cause right. the way people were describing it, like, yeah, there's this bar of light extending from the center of my chest and it shot out the top of my head. Like, what the fuck does that feel like? Right. You know, what's, what's that all about? And then talking to, I, I don't know what, I don't have any frame of reference for that stuff. So that's that. <sighs> that sorry. whoops, Up that up, up stuff that one day I'll get there.
1: What's amazing to me. And I don't know if, uh, it's like impossible i just haven't really heard anybody honestly say that they could do it you know what i mean but like to bring it all back with you is seems to be impossible to me um at least like uh there's something that you're always leaving out that makes it so amazing and uh i think that's the whole point it's interesting that that seems to happen often where it's like it kind of relates to how there's like many many different religions still in the modern world where it's like yeah people are having their own experience that kind of pulls a a piece of them personally into it you know what i mean
0: and there's no you you your experience is your own that you can explain kind of what you're seeing or experiencing but there is no there 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 are no words for it like if you had the ability to project your emotions that would probably be a far more accurate depiction of the kind of things that people go through in those experiences from where i'm sitting
1: mm. you know
0: what i mean because uh yeah a song is a song doesn't mean shit to the average person but the right. times mckenna yeah
1: i love that reference <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man that song that's i love that example because it's so perfect it's that like you can literally find the meaning of life in like a stool that's just sitting on the ground you know or like a piece of trash if you look at it long enough you're like oh it's everything
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's everything you're focused on at, at minimum and uh, beyond that it's it's part of everything else too like it used to be a tree which used to be a seed which used to be part of another tree and they're, they're both growing in the ground of the earth and they all drink water and water is the whole other thing we could do a whole show on water sometime.
1: Yeah, dude. I I can't remember his name, but I, I'm sure you've seen the the experiments done uh, where like a, a scientist wrote different things on uh, jars of water mm-hmm. and stuff like Emoto. that. Yeah, Imoto. Yeah, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. that shit was amazing. That was mind blowing. And
0: that's why uh there's another woman oh geez uh she goes by the water whisperer and i'm blanking her name right now so i hope she doesn't get offended let's let's
1: get her name
0: um yeah she was on uh she was on gen Z with dave and and rio Um, oh cool diane something i want to say the water whisperer yeah. And uh she she's taken it over kind of from where he was at and uh has implemented some other stuff because when Emoto took over, apparently she was saying that he moved into a very excuse me, population dense area and the electro smog had effects on the, the water freezing and, and what it would do. Wow. And, sh- and she's able to draw like images, images out of it. And um, you know, it 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 jacks me up because. I have have kids. So I've seen frozen a thousand times. (laughs) And uh, when um, uh, the little snowman's talking about, Oh, the thing about cucumbers. No, no, the water thing. Like, Oh yeah. Water has memory. And it's been through at least seven animals before you got to it. Like (sighs) we're, we're water. Like our, everything in these cells, we're like by the molecules, I think we're like 98% water. That's nuts. I thought it was like 78%. Well, it is. But then like, when you consider that the, the the parts of the other aspects are still water too like there's there's moisture that's and iron and moisture and that's right thing you know wow. so Jesus, like molecularly we're almost all water and so you get it out even when you exhale you're losing moisture right so that's right you breathe through your nose but most of the time if you exhale through your mouth you expose more water and so we're constantly interacting with our environment in a method that um allows for communication with uh That's oh you're you're muted, Scott. Oh, my bad. That's you're good. Maybe that's just me being weird, you know, to that degree. But um water's life. And so here we are doing all kinds of fucky shit.
1: No, you're right, man. It's interesting. I I can't remember exactly what was said, but someone was talking about water the other day and how how moist the air always is, like you know, and there's arid, dry places and everything, but in general general there is moisture in the air where so we're we are
0: in water still mm-hmm. right Everything it's just is. another phase of water so if you take water and you boil it when it becomes steam it expands to seventeen thousand times its size and volume
1: whoa is, it's
0: a fun fact right it's pretty wild thousand times its size and volume when you turn Jeez. it from a liquid to a gas uh, you ever have a campfire and accidentally have a river rock lining it yeah Yeah. mean, what do you mean like so when you have a a a rock that's been in water for a long time it absorbs water and so when you have it next to a fire that water starts to expand and these rocks will fucking explode on you
1: holy shit no i haven't but you know i
0: I, i've had rocks
1: (laughs) crack in half at fire pits Mm
0: -hmm. never
1: knew that that might have possibly been it because there was a stream near our fucking fire pit so Mm -hmm. yeah maybe
0: yeah the the moisture permeates the stone and then it expands and that shit will (sighs) literally explode i mean i i used to live on the deschutes river in washington state and so we do it
1: that's pretty wild man
0: yeah yeah it it sucks to county oregon (laughs) that's pretty nice (laughs) it's in the water if you remember olympia beer because that's probably of an age
1: oh yeah
0: um yeah i don't know yeah the the water's i have to count years sometimes
1: yeah dude i just i always i like i literally do that on the pod. i'll go to say my age i'm like am i 36 or 37 am i 38 my wife would be able to tell me oh well she, i'm in there somewhere
0: yeah i get it wrong sometimes <laughs> and my wife will call me stupid and correct me and that's fine it's just, <laughs> it's just trivial yeah what is time what's yeah, you know, it's uh that's 41... the thing, it's all
1: happening at once.
0: My yes. wife wants to see
1: that fucking movie that was it everything all at once or whatever. I have no idea. Mm. It looks like quantum physics dumbed down to like new age spirituality or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> There's a a really good uh two-hour documentary called Inner Worlds Outer Worlds that you can find on YouTube. And uh I, I like that one a lot. I it talks think about I've heard of that dangerous web where um everything is fractalized like you can look Dream in web. one bead on the spider web and you can see the reflection of every other bead within it and so yes. it's, it's there two four it's all connected you know oh, i'm
1: totally watching that shit man if oh, i haven't already
0: it's a banger. Because in, Indra's banger. web
1: itself is a beautiful, beautiful metaphor. I love that whole thing. And actually, just to shamelessly plug a great fucking podcast, when I have the chance, a podcast I've listened to for a very long time, Mike and Maurice's Mind Escape. They created their own social media. Before any of this crazy censorship started going on, they just wanted to get away from the yeah, I guess the ridicule of misunderstanding uh, on the part of like psychedelics and, you know, near death experience, things like that. So they created Indra's web and I think it's Indra's web.org, but I'm going to check it out right now just to be sure. Indra's web, just in case people are looking for other alternatives. I remember signing up to this a long time. Yeah. Indra's web.org. Check it out sometime because it's a mindful social media network you know uh open to you know paranormal ufo all of us people that love that kind of stuff but it's it's like um it's run by a couple of really good guys Uh, Um yeah definitely check into it and i have i haven't been on there in a while because i'm just bad at keeping up with a lot of social media things
0: there's so many hours in the day man i do it but you're, it, you're you doing know. the best you can with what you got and that's all anybody can ask of anyone else
1: yeah like i recently made a couple clips for an episode i haven't done that in like 20 episodes and i'm like i need to do this more because this is just like it's fun for me too i enjoy creating fun little clips and shit i think if i wasn't a podcaster i probably would have gone that route and just like done it for others or tried to anyway
0: but... I mean, there's a lot of web developers out there you
1: know? oh hell yeah man
0: oh oh man but it's been really cool like just sitting
1: here and shooting the shit finally whether you're just one-on-one because we've done a a, some deep thinking on some podcasts together but like it's always been broken up with a big group and everything Mm
0: -hmm. but and i'm
1: gonna drag you on to another one pretty soon i think i'm for it talk about some disclosure shit but you know like we could preface here with like you know what my interest in your angle of disclosure and that kind of thing is is um i think you have a better understanding of like i want to say like frequency and things like that than i do i've always appreciated like a lot of the things that you've posted and stuff like that and yeah i just i appreciate you you know having a great perspective on all this stuff and so yeah thanks for coming on here man
0: thanks man i appreciate it i'm i'm honored to be on here um i do like the science stuff because you know, it's interesting. I used to be an atheist and then I started to really get into science and it brought me back into there's something else bigger. That's awesome. We're, you know what I mean? And I was like, oh, ah, that's all bullshit. Like the Bible, all the it. Of course. Go, fuck that noise, you know, because, you know, dickhead teenage boy. You know, yeah. Yeah. You dispute
1: the cloud, the guy in the cloud
0: story. Of course. I don't, I still don't buy Santa Claus in the clouds. I don't right, buy it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> something else, something bigger, overarching you know, something perhaps non-comprehendable by like a single human mind. Yeah. Mm. All right. I buy that.
1: What, um, what aspect of science or personal discovery was it that that kind of turned you on or turned you back towards that idea?
0: I don't know if I can really point to any one thing. It could have been a series of things, a lot of things, a lot of things, like, um, just a series of synchronicities, um, (sighs) You know, which, I mean, it's so cliche at this point to say, but it is what it is. They're just, you know, when (laughs) just that kind of thing, Um, the frequency stuff, like when we look at the electromagnetic spectrum and we inhabit this much of it, you know what (sighs) I mean? This this is what we see. And we have a red, a blue and a green cone and then uh, rods in our eyes Mm. and then. You know, these things here, and we get to make the mouth sounds and whatnot, taste, touch, and and that's it. And to say that that so if you can't see it, it doesn't exist. Well, there's all this still, like that's bullshit. (laughs) Frankly. Oh, absolutely so you know, there's there's a lot that we can't see and interact with, but it doesn't mean it's not there,
1: right? Yeah. And it's interesting too how uh the establishment mindset i guess you could say uh portrays those realms we can't see because Mm. we could even just be talking about you know a very normal thing that you can't see and it's all just it's background it doesn't matter it's not important at all so it's you're not missing anything right like what do i need to see infrared for you, you know what I mean? But well, I mean, just as like a, you know, that's not going to give you any mind blowing experience necessarily. Right. But like right. this, I think it's because uh, inside the body itself, that's the the main limiting factor right there is that we are seeing everything from this perspective. Even if we have technology that can enhance it, it doesn't even touch it because we're still stuck in this perspective. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> the, the frame of reference that you've developed your entire life, right, your, right. your personality and persona, you know, And people like, well, I, what, I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember what exactly I was going through, like, well, well, how can you be you before anything, I was like, well, you were, you were still you before when you were in the womb, like you, yeah. you, you had a relationship with your mother, and, you know, you came out of the womb, you don't have words yet, but you still are you, so, yeah dude there's all kinds of stuff we could yeah
1: I think about that a lot that whole nine months that we spend in you know not necessarily paradise I mean this physical trauma that can happen outside of Mm -hmm. course but like I think the archetype of it is traditionally I think enough of us have had uh, wonderful nine month periods in a womb Mm. to uh, ingrain and imprint on us You know, uh, not to discredit heaven or an afterlife or eternity or anything, but just in every form of how we describe those things in a, in an egoic way, it does seem to maybe represent a time that we were only able to be within ourselves, you know, Mm because when I've tripped balls, I'm going to places in my head. Right. And it's not like some weird, random thought process i'm going to like places and things and times inside of me in my consciousness that i haven't seen since i was like two years old like i don't know if anyone out there's had those experiences on psychedelics or other th- things but i i have like i even had it taken a real big rip of weed a few weeks ago and i got too high for a couple minutes and that's when i kind of have weird quote-unquote acid flashbacks where I'll have a a memory come back from a trip that was suppressed after the Mm. trip was done and a lot of them come back as like places they look like places but they're places that I occupied when I was a very 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 little kid it may even if it was something I saw in real life it was the memory of existing there in my mental life and it's it gives me chills man because yeah. you find out how many billions of years and time whatever it doesn't even matter you've existed and that's all mental during this conscious life on this
0: earth just this one you know what just i this mean one. yeah uh <laughs> It's- was that, was that vivid enough? Cause I, oh, I think
1: was- I, like, I hope someone else, someone, people out there have had that experience of like literal places that you used to go to in your dreaming head or, you know, imagination or whatever characters. Oh, great. I can't I- remember them now.
0: I remember my mom changing my diaper. I remember like wow. arching my butt up off the ground so that she could slide the freshie up under me. Dude, you that's what nuts. I mean? yes. Yeah. I do and know. I, I do understand. I couldn't always do that. It only like the past couple of years. Like I have just been, been able to unlock some old shit. Wow. So what's cool is your left hemisphere is your logic mathematics and re- reasoning side. Right. And that's the filter for your right hemisphere, which is your subconscious. And what I think is just the fucking hard drive that's recording everything that you see, hear, smell, touch, all your senses, all your experiences. It's in there somewhere.
1: Dude, I totally agree. And I think somewhere on that side is also one hell of a fucking writer, a director, a producer. Like there is some majesties of... Of uh, like everything and maybe this is just me I have a lot of mental blocks when it comes to uh, like imagining and visualizing things so Mm. the utter freedom of these fully fleshed out got anything you can think of instantaneously that's I do remember that from psychedelics as well and it's like what does this say about the brain what does it say about consciousness? Like it's mm. fucking mind blowing, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, documented cases of kids getting born with, you know, memories of soldiers who died in world war II. There was a woman who remembered living in like Akhenaten's palace. And she yes. Was like,
1: yeah. My wife told me about that one.
0: Lots of stuff, dude. So, I mean, the kid that was born on s- Mars. Oh, shit. I didn't hear about that. Oh, yeah.
1: It's a Russian one. A little Russian kid. Of course, it's a Russian kid. Right? (laughs) I I think it was the 80s this kid was. I'll send you a link afterwards, man. It's Yeah, it's uh, this whole thing where he gave detailed memories. And I think, of course, there was something in there that he shouldn't have been able to know. Mm. I was like, oh, that's why it's remained pretty suspicious. It's kind of like the Betty and Barney Hill thing, right? Like, how the fuck did Betty uh read you know uh map out a part of uh the sky that she would never have known and nasa hadn't figured out for you know until a mm-hmm. few years later so it's, it's just one of those things man it's always one of those things what are they it's, called one of those little things I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh a saxton sexton sexton
1: yeah that sounds about right
0: i was just asking i asked Nick west that the other day he was uh, i was in a ufo thing on twitter there and uh mm-hmm. Was just like oh he's talking about the degrees on the from the horizon you can measure it using your thumb i was like i got a fat thumb dude like i don't know if that's gonna work like <laughs> you know like it's not all that doesn't, doesn't sound very scientific and i'm not trying to knock dude like he's doing his own thing and it's it, i'm i'm glad that he's being as diligent as he is and and whatnot you know because yeah it is what it is but i was like well could you use like not everybody's got a like a, a sexton or a sexton i don't remember how it's pronounced
1: you know Sexton, yeah
0: so i was like well could you use like like a a pencil compass like you know because it's got the degrees on there if like you were able to get it and he was like he poo-pooed me he's like no it's too short and he's like but if you were to take a a level in your iphone i was like but that's like the same length what the (laughs) so i was like Okay, that's 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 fine. That's, that's enough science for it, me today. That's that's good. I'll <laughs> stick to my frequencies and waves and just suspended <laughs> judgment on what's up with what you know what I mean. Like, I don't, Hell yeah, I'm not concrete on anything because by not being certain on anything, it leaves everything open. So. Yeah, yeah.
1: I try yeah. to be concrete and it never works out. Sorry, go ahead.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, nah. I mean, I get hard sometimes, but nah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Like I am with the box saga lately. It's, it's um it's hard to look away from some of it that all matches up, especially linguistically. Um, mm. That's the craziest part connecting the different cultures and finding these traditions in other places and, and like, Oh, they have their own reasons for doing this. It's like, well, okay, fine. But it's really way too coincidental that they're doing it at all, <laughs> like in using the same symbols, and you know, and it's nuts. So yeah, it's, it's hard to um, remain skeptical when you get so invested in something and you get so excited about it sometimes, but it's so important to just still be open-minded. Like I always say, I want more debate about the saga I want more debate about everything you know I don't like that I have friends that are absolutely concrete sure the earth is flat I love you guys but at the same time come on nothing is concrete ever in this fucking place you know and just to say that the deceit stops with the the elite humans that we deal with Mm-hmm. Uh, and i'm not even talking aliens i'm talking nature right i'm talking about consciousness and how this place is set up you know our egos themselves are tricksters they trick us out of everything the collective ego is probably no different but you have to believe in that first to to begin with right
0: <laughs> yeah which i mean I, I i you could throw me in that group i guess i like the hundredth monkey thing you know so you know i agree too yeah there's a there's some kind of a gestalt overlaying kind of thing you know and that's why you go through some areas and you're like oh it doesn't feel good here you know yeah you go to other areas it's like oh it's kind of a nice place
1: good vibes bad vibes
0: which i was just talking to my dad about that maybe today and i was just like dude it's so funny to me that even though the the whole 60s like a hippie psychedelic thing may have been like a cia kind of maneuver Mm -hmm. at the same time they're talking about vibrations and through my studies on ted talks and hearing all these lettered scientists talk about frequency and vibration and how that interacts with us and there's entrainment where you know vibrations line up Mm. for the same reason that um, uh pendulums on a unstable set uh, surface will will synchronize up with each other yes and and furthermore a bunch of women living together will also sync up together yep their cycles match up it's a thing you know and uh we are who we hang around with generally and so i'm i'm very honored to be hanging around with you because though we're far apart
1: yeah likewise brother man this has been awesome and i know we're gonna do it a bunch and i really love your setup i love the mic you got it's looking great man so i think uh you're destined to either you know either do your own show or just keep. Keep pod hopping as much as you can because I love your perspective and and yeah please keep bringing it back to us, Uh, Scott. Pod please hopping.
0: yeah like pod that. hopping. I like it. Is that a <laughs> thing? Is that a term?
1: I, I just I just said it.
0: I don't know. Put put that shit on a t shirt, dude. <laughs>
1: pod hopper sounds like yeah. a jam band <laughs> It
0: does.
1: <laughs> and that's probably where it is it may not be a thing in the podcasting world it's probably just a jam band
0: <laughs> that's hilarious yeah they so, open for fish
1: yeah definitely yeah. them and then mo and then fish it was just a beautiful <laughs> show um scott tell my listeners where they can find you if they're not already hanging out with you online sometimes with me
0: yeah you can uh you can you i'll i'll be around here a bit everybody uh i'm also you, you find me sometimes on generation Z, uh oh, yeah. it, and his patreon there and uh you can find me on twitter at curiosus animus um i recently corrected my weirdo instagram handle so that's curiosus animus as well now and nice. it's the same on youtube but youtube uh you'll just mostly see me pulling triggers and uh, a <laughs> couple of videos from iraq and that's about it there's that kind of stuff. So Hell yeah, awesome. It's been man. a blast. Thanks for well, having me Yeah, on, dude.
1: And I had th- no, you're welcome, man. I appreciate you coming on. And I kind of went into this saying like, I'm literally just going to shoot the shit with my buddy. I had no really ulterior motive on like, or uh, I had no, I had no idea what we were going to talk about or anything tonight. And a lot's been on my mind so many different things that i didn't really know where to focus tonight so i'm glad you were along for the ride and <laughs> you were yeah. able to keep up with yeah. my
0: add <laughs> oh well uh, we're we're simpatico in that yeah i got, <laughs> I got that too so it's it a hidden like talent a of man brilliant motherfuckers have that it seems <laughs> take, yeah i mean like, i, I think
1: i like there's a lot of this is a lot of training involved. You can like work it out the right way. It it can work for you. It could be an absolute disaster too, though. Yes. Uh, Like, it's like I will clean and do this and do that and do a million things other than the one thing that I'm supposed to do sometimes all day
0: long. So it has its ups and downs. Right. But, uh, I couldn't tell you how many times my wife said, I, you know, I gave you a list, right. (laughs) Things you're supposed to be doing today. Like, I made
1: that list into such a, a, an amazingly beautiful list on, on in the computer. And I'm going to print it out now. <laughs> nice. All right, right on, everybody. Man. Scott, thanks again for being here. Everybody, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Tune in next time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Deep Share Podcast. If you want to hear more, then hit that subscribe button. Follow me on all the social places. And remember... Think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time.
0: Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, vegetarian Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of
1: nature. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, well then I can tell you what we know and if someone else knows, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs>